Well, that's just funny. I bought an air conditioner for my plants. You bought an air conditioner just for your cats. We've got priorities here. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, they're both living things that need to be treated with the utmost respect. So we can connect on that front there. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, Allison, um, hey, I meant to ask before we got started, if you can't, it's okay. Are you able to do video this morning? Um, yeah, yeah, I can. I put my makeup on this morning just in case. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, for folks yeah. that are listening, if you go to chillinoy.net slash video, you can watch the video version of this um, episode. Hey, good morning. Oh, you've got an awesome poster Hi, yes. back there. That's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I tried to keep out, you know, the the more gorier parts of that uh that tapestry there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, my my room is not conducive to like professional Zoom meetings. <laughs> hey, I got it's like alien posters, like Return of the Living Dead. Like I got horror movie posters all over the place. So that's always a fun conversation starter. Yeah, that's funny. Well, it's perfect for this podcast. You get the amazing vibe. So perfect. Um, <laughs> I think I read your email on the show yesterday and by yesterday, I mean, uh, June 1st and by on the show, I mean, episode number, hold on a second. I'm just about to pull it up. Come on computer 291. <laughs> so if yes. people want to hear that, um, you're the email that I read was from you, correct? Yes, correct. Um, and I'm realizing I added new typos in there just cause I woke up, uh, understandably enraged cause, um, that was the morning after I found out that piece of information of what corporate thinks of us is that we are quote unquote crying toddlers. Yeah. It's <laughs> for folks that haven't checked out episode 291 yet. Do you mind, uh, pulling up your email and reading it or I can pull it up? Yeah, definitely. Well. Yeah, I got you. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like I said, I, I just woke up in just like a fury. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? It's time that we just reach out to anybody and just see because we were just so tired of yelling, just a little backstory. We were just so tired of yelling into the void and basically the void being the union and them just like we don't expect the union to be like a magic wand that can fix things, but we at least want to feel heard especially when it comes to like a lot of these issues. But yeah, let me, uh, let me pull this up here. All right. Yeah, and then like I, I read back the subject line again as you were reading. I was like, was that dramatic? <laughs> I always <laughs> end up doing that. But um, yeah, so I uh, I wrote in Nicole yesterday morning um, just in a fit of rage just because enough was enough. And I said, hi, you don't know me, but I'm an industry employee for Sunnyside Cresco Labs. It almost blows my mind how we haven't come to you until now, but the complete or but the corporate exploitation we receive is so out of control they haphazardly bought one of the worst buildings in wrigleyville went over a year with no heat and and i ethan mentioned also the ac was also an issue um and now they can barely keep the bathrooms functioning for us which is a huge osha violation and for those who are not uh familiar uh at least in terms of ours you we only had one functioning bathroom and that's what the case was the other day um only 15 to 20 people can be in the building when that sort of thing occurs and we have upwards of and Ethan mentioned before 30 to 40 people in the building at once you know not including security like this is just going off of our list of employees that are there for the day so yeah already already not uh not great for for us and continuing, they have lied time and time again uh, to about uh, the state of the bathrooms to OSHA because OSHA decided to not want to come see for themselves. And our management basically said, no, oh, it's fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. We're good. 
And continuing, on top of that, a member of management let it slip to us that corporate thinks we are, and this is a direct quote, a bunch of crying toddlers. All because we want basic labor rights and a decent building to work in. We have noticed the union, or we have notified the union, that was my typo, but this thing does does close to nothing for us besides get us out of the cruel punishment system they have in place for attendance, i.e. the point system that I'm sure other other places have as well. Scheduling is a whole nother issue, but I could go on and on. Uh, we are feeling incredibly helpless, so I thought I could reach out to you, Cole, for a little help and expertise. Uh, we need this horrible treatment exposed so we feel less trapped, is my thinking. Hell yeah. Well, thank you again for, for reaching out. Um, yes. It's always always nice to hear like a boots on the ground perspective, you know? For sure. And I think me and I, it's very indicative that me and Ethan were, are kind of the ones quote unquote leading the charge. Cause we are, we are definitely when Ethan was there, we were the most vocal ones there about like, we're being mistreated. We should all like go right. Like we should all skedaddle. Cause this is, when is enough going to be enough? And like people understandably um, were worried about their job security, et cetera. Um, as Ethan mentioned before, a, we have a no strike clause in our union contract that uh, prevents us from making those sort of moves that would be meaningful and that would maybe uh, get some change rolling. That's insane um, that um, as a union, you're not able to strike. Um, yeah. I mean, I, with that said, I have heard of like, some unions that and it could be anecdotal but some unions that it's like they don't necessarily sign a no strike clause but because the employer has the ability to lock the employees out they just collectively agree okay we won't strike you don't lock us out you know what i mean um but but yeah that was interesting to hear from ethan that you guys had to sign a no strike clause and that's the funniest thing is we didn't sign it he mentioned that before and this is the most frustrating thing to me is that those people that signed that contract are no longer with us Mm. they're still alive they they don't work for sunnyside anymore so we the current employees are just stuck within the com the confines of this contract with no real reprieve because we've considered our options and just we are just kind of stuck. And like, and like you guys said before it, I was actually part of this union before because I, I mentioned you before I came up as a baker. I worked for Jewel. I worked for Mariano's. Um, that union was, I was part of that union and thankfully had no um, issues otherwise in order to put them into action as severely as I've had to for Sunnyside. Um, but I, I have had some experience with them and I, w- they were pretty positive up until now which seems like you know when you really need them is and this is only just my union that i'm speaking for in my experience um Mm -hmm. and you're talking about ufcw right correct yes i was trying to get the right acronym right and i was mulling over my head but um (laughs) like you said it's a food workers union it you're we should have our own it just doesn't make sense especially since we are in such like we're in the infancy stages still of this industry why are we going to other industries? Just, it just seems like we'd be falling into the same bad habits as those other industries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, it It is notable, though, for me to hear from your perspective that you have dealt with UFCW in the past and you said something to the effect of. Um, and, and maybe it's anecdotal, maybe it's just your experience. We should always 
acknowledge right. that. Yes. But you said that your experience with the union has never been as bad as it has been until now. Like in other words, Correct. in other positions you had, you felt you had better support or. Uh, yeah. And I also just like was treated well by our corporate overlords. Like I didn't mm-hmm. really feel the need to go to them with anything because the, the place I worked for, you know, they gave me a bathroom, they gave me heat. They didn't give me anything to really complain about quote unquote complain. You know what I mean? Right. They gave to you be concerned amenities. about, I should say. Yeah, exactly. They gave me the things I needed to work <laughs> yeah. and didn't tell me I was asking for too much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause that's exactly the vibe right now is yeah. And, and the thing with the bathrooms is that um, Ethan also didn't mention um, if we were down to one, their workaround, this is how they got around like the OSHA, by, OSHA violations. They had, at first we had a partnership with the UFC gym that was across the streets. Yeah. So yeah. we were just like, okay, it's not great, but you know, it's something. So we'll, we'll roll with it. And so we went over there and, you know, we let them know, hey, we're here to use that. Then we're say, obviously, we have our crap on. They would know who we are. And we still had to give them our address, our cell phone numbers, like like all of our information as if we were signing up for the gym, which we all thought was extremely strange. And management assured us, oh, no, like they're not going to advertise to you. They're not going to beg you to join all this stuff, blah, blah, blah cut to almost a year later now um recently we were getting advertisements from ufc gym in order to try to get us to join so we were we've kind of been mulling over like oh do we have a case that cresco kind of sold our information to a gym just to get around osha that's i mean that's it's all we are not really sure about the ins and outs of the legality of that but we weren't (laughs) certainly weren't happy happy that happened and that that plan is now done like we so the new plan was to go next door to mo's cantina which you'll yeah you'll see right next door um ideally not a great place when you really need to use the bathroom is going to a bar during a cups game right because that's exactly the timing that um that that was taking place and probably um, have to pay cover too right or no yeah i would imagine i i Honestly, I didn't, I didn't even bother. I said, no, I, I wasn't even trying to deal with it for the day. I was like, honestly, I, I was trying to like get in touch with the union. Like, I don't even want to be in this environment. I'd rather just, you know, mm-hmm. just skedaddle. That's why it's one less body in the building and I could pee comfortably. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. And that's how um, that little piece of information slipped is I, um, I was waiting for the bathroom. <laughs> upwards of 10 minutes no nothing against my coworkers. that's just how it went um and I was talking to her about all my frustrations and how like a, we have a lot of queer and gender neutral employees um and I'll just include women in this environment as well we are not a lot of us are not comfortable going into the bars in the neighborhood on our own free time let alone like when we desperately have to pee Right. And although she did say she made sure they had gender neutral bathrooms, a lot of us just don't even want to go into that environment. My logic was, and this will get into like our main subject matter. um, Those people already come into my place of work to harass me. So now I have to go into their dojo and 
put myself, you know, in a situation where I don't know what's going to be said or, you know, whatever is going to happen over there. And just, just so I can use the bathroom. It's just crazy to me that the solution to not having, like that they just send you somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, granted, they did hire a plumber. It, I don't, I don't. For what? Uh, for, for the toilet. I guess Um, I thought you meant to like make a new bathroom or something no well trust me they have tried and tried again oh my god initially when this was starting their first thought was to have a porta potty (laughs) and we were like absolutely not and thankfully that didn't even happen I don't even know how that would have happened but now they're trying before and I don't even know if this is a real plan they because it's just with the way the structure of the building works All of the space, like, is out on the floor. When, like, Ethan described our break room, we have a very tiny break room. And next, right next to that break room is, like, a little supply closet. So they're trying to make the supply closet the bathroom. Like, a new bathroom, quote, unquote. Like, I don't know how that would even work. We are already so crammed back there that I don't know how, um, I don't know how that would even work. So yeah, you see like really wide open, like in, that's what everyone says. Like, oh, this place is so nice. I'm just like, oh, if only you went like past the doors, like towards the back and you see like the rest of the place, especially upstairs. Yeah. Um, and that's, that was another frustration I had. And it, it just like brings me back to that, like that Zoolander quote, like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills where they had um, this building for two years. And what were we doing with it? We were just sitting on it. We weren't doing our due diligence to make sure that it was suitable. And we were just, it seems like, and this is just going from my perspective, because I got hired right when um, we moved to this building. Mm -hmm. So this was going to, this was like a whole new experience for all of us. Um, Oh, what was I getting at with this? Oh, goodness. You were talking about like, what have they been doing with this building? It's been so. Oh, yes, yes. Um, yeah, like I said, they've been sitting on it. There were like the heat wasn't properly working, and our and Ethan mentioned our deliveries were in the garage, so it got a little chilly in there. So you would, yeah. if you went back there and saw people doing deliveries, you'd see them like heavy jackets, like some people had gloves, like it's a whole thing. And that and it was really funny because all it took that's when the OSHA thing worked is when like. All of a sudden, we went to OSHA, and what used to be uh, a thing that a process, a long process, suddenly was fixed overnight. (laughs) So I thought that was very interesting that certain things you can hold their feet to the fire and they'll do it. You just have to figure out how exactly to do that. And that um, sucks because we shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. So, like, how did, just curious, I don't, sorry for getting granular on that one instance, but like, what do you mean they like just, what did they do? Did they like switch where you guys were in taking the orders or how did they solve that? Um, space heaters. Oh, that was it. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was the thing <laughs> that only helped for so long because, um, we were having power issues back, back there. So sometimes mm-hmm. we couldn't even plug them in. Um, and this was like the, the metaphor we were using for all these fixes. They were just putting like a bandaid over a bullet hole. 
and they were just they they forced the opening of this building that's just like the best way i can describe it is that they were forcing the opening of this flagship store yeah that will get and reiterate this is our flagship store like this is supposed to be like the spot like Mm-hmm. If not saying that we should have like more attention and more priority over other stores, but if we're the flagship store and it's falling apart, that's not concern. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. It's the freaking store that's a block away from the Cubs baseball stadium. Like, exactly. And yeah, I, I love that you pull up on Google Maps. It's literally like a block, like right yeah, there. And people that know, have never the only, been. The only reason I knew that is because I have just recently been, not to Sunnyside, but to Wrigleyville. And yeah, uh, oh, you poor soul. <laughs> it wasn't too bad, honestly. You know, the good thing about Wrigleyville, at least in my experience, is that they let you smoke weed in the smoking section. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so, but, um, but I, I'm just pointing out that like it was something that, so we went to Shake Shack, uh, me and the people that were with us and ev- everybody was like, the, there's a, there's a weed dispensary. So, you know, that's everybody's experience. Like, oh my God, yeah. there's a weed dispensary a block away from Wrigleyville. So to yeah. your point, the fact that it's apparently falling apart um, is uh Yeah. It's interesting how the eye candy looks in the front end of the store. Exactly. And it's just facade is just the exact word facade, patino, whatever you want to put on it. It's just hiding what's like, you know, the scum underneath. This is totally Um, it's pretty much unrelated to our but I just have to share it before I forget it. It's funny when I Google Sunnyside Wrigleyville um, on Google, there are questions and answers and the top question that I see is very unacceptable that my product was purposefully shorted, missing 20% in a 1G container. Answer. I was given very old, dried up products. I lost money here and never went and wish I never went here. <laughs> like, and you know even... what? I'm with them. I'm with I, them on that because yeah. y'all, y'all got into that before. It's just like the packaging and just like there's a lot of cultivators that have all black containers for their eights. Yeah. And it's just it just blows my mind. And then there's that no returns, no exchanges, at least for our policy. So if someone, you know, if someone opens it and sees something wrong, the the most we can do for them is a customer credit. But like, and even that's a pain in the ass, buying. right? That's a pain in the ass yes. for you. Yes. Because we- I, I went through it where I bought a high supply cart that not only crapped out, it destroyed my, my vape pen battery. <laughs> And yeah, they I I emailed them. They took a few days, and then they're like, "Oh, send us a picture," and then another few days. And you're an employee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. the reason I was saying it is because think about trying to deal with that from a a customer's perspective or a consumer's absolutely. perspective. They just for some reason they don't believe you. They're like, absolutely. Like I don't know. It, it is crazy that uh, you can't bring the product back. Yeah. You can't even bring it back, at least with our regulation, you can't even bring it back in the store. Correct. Like we we had to have a manager like go outside to talk to you, which is like, especially on Clark Street, not the best place to talk about uh things like that. Yeah. Well, hey, here's it. You guys have been giving me good opportunities to bring up history. Um, once again for folks that Please. haven't seen it, um we've done an episode on Illinois cannabis history. It's episode 232. And um, if you check that episode out as part of that 
you'll see that we have a document with citations for everything that we say. I'm about to display that document, which has since been updated. I will be releasing it in the future. But again, you can get V1 for yourself for absolutely free. Take it and run with it, people. But here for history, on August 12th, 2019, Governor J.B. Pritzker signed Senate Bill 455 and Senate Bill 2023 into law. Um. I can't remember if it's between 2023 or 455, but we've got it cited here. And so you can look into it yourself. Nobody knows this. Not a lot of people know this. The bill removed the renewal process for patients with lifelong patients, a lot a lifelong conditions. A lot of people know that. Wow. But what people don't know, know is that importantly, the bill directed IDFPR to establish guidelines permitting returns and refunds for damaged and inadequate products. That was in 2019. Now I followed up on that. Um, got that on record too. Uh, I followed up on it at least six months before July, so probably in December or January to see where that stood. January of 2020, we were talking about it on July 4th of 2020. The fact that we're waiting on these rules for refunds and exchanges. I've asked yeah. rep elected representatives and all they have told me over all these years is that they are quote, still drafting the re the rules and regulate. How fucking hard is it? Right. Right. <laughs> like seriously? it was like the thing I was talking about with the heat. It was just like, Oh yeah, we're, we got guys coming in to look at it, zoning, whatever words they could throw out. And then, yeah, you just, you just go above their head and like suddenly it's not that problem anymore. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I try to just keep bringing this up because yeah. hopefully one of these days the rules will finally be finalized and what it would mean, uh, like not only would you be able to have refunds and exchanges, but from what I understand, this would make it so that you could bring back product to the dispensary to yes. show like, and so you don't have to do this whole picture bullshit, prove it over right. email thing, you know? And you can open it in the store because that's the biggest thing they tell us. Right. Like, make sure you're watching right. people so then they don't open it because we literally have to be like, no, open it outside. Like, you can't do it here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So perhaps, like you say, after you purchase it, you could open it. And I don't know. I'm sure the cultivators wouldn't like that because you purchase it, you open yeah. it, and you're like, this isn't good. I want a refund. But hey, you know what? It's like a lot closer yeah. to what the cannabis industry should be. That's another thing we talked about. Yeah. Uh, with um, Ethan, which is like deli style cannabis, but I don't mean to get off on right. the same tangents. And the um, the vending machine point that you made just completely exploded my brain and like gave me a little bit of an existential crisis. I was like, oh my God, yeah, we are kind of like human vending machines. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Like, it didn't feel good to ask that question, but it's like, I feel like I'd be no, remiss if right. I didn't, you know? You're, yeah, you're right. And that, and that gets into this position that is called, that is where um, the problems lie. Um, we have a position called OBO, which stands for on behalf of. So that is for people <laughs> that, yeah. I'm like, or best offer, because that's what yeah. anyone auto automatically says. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's completely taken out a bunch of different meanings. Um, so that's for people, you know, the in anyone that's been to any sort of dispensary in the state, we're the ones standing with the iPads, you know, waiting for you to come up. Um, and mm -hmm. just, you know, we'll talk to you, see if you have any questions. Nine times out of 10, it's people that just don't want to make accounts and just will come in and just be like, I want, I already know what I want. I want this, this, and this. And they just want you to do it for them, which is fine. 
Oh, so uh, we have sorry to cut you off, but you have to make an account yeah. to place an order digitally online or in the store. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. I mean, it makes yeah. sense, but it's funny. It does. Um, and also we have like a like loyalty point system. Right. That's so, what I was saying. Yeah. It I, I mean, think it's like have... mainly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if you're like completely new and you don't know what you're doing, like, and I've always made this joke, our process feels like a psychological experiment. Like how much are you willing to put up with? Like nothing against my staff, obviously, and my team. We're just, you know, doing our best within the structure. But how much are you willing to put up with in order to get like a $90 in? Yeah. Because it's mean? okay. So, um, Ethan mentioned we have no slow days and it we it's he was right they're very rare so imagine you're coming in um say you're coming in for a Cubs game um you want to grab some stuff you, you don't know what you're doing you walk right in you're going to see a packed line of our adult use line so that already looks scary mm -hmm. so you think you're going there but no we have to deter we have to veer you over to the side to talk to someone with an ipad first and then you get put in the long line to to go grab your stuff, which I I usually have no problem doing my consultations at the register just because I feel safer there personally, just because you have that division between you and the customer. Um, and that's the main thing that I've suggested in um, meetings I've had with management is that we're just standing there with an iPad and they can get as close to us as they want. They like in a lot of these drunk patrons um, don't know what personal space is. <laughs> so there you get a lot of that or you're a lot of the times if you look over there, it'll be us standing with an iPad while they like tap away. Like we were just a human pedestal <laughs> to where like, yeah, we just hold it right there and they just tap, tap, tap away, scroll, tap away. Wow. And I've, I've mentioned so many times, like, we need kiosks. Yeah, we you're an them. iPad mount. You're a glorified yes. iPad mount. <laughs> exactly. And I told them, I was like, I get what corporate is trying to do. They want us to interact with the customers, talk to them, you know, things like that, because that's the environment that Sunnyside, quote unquote, tries to cultivate, where it's, sure. yeah, come on in. You don't know anything. Like, super user friendly. Come hang out. Like come hang out, talk to us. When, when in practice with our store, that's not really it. It's come on in, get in, get out, goodbye. Like that's that's really what the vibe is. Like contrary to whatever the marketing is trying to tell you it is. Um, so yeah, I, I've told them like you you think that like they you haven't considered that they don't want to talk to us and that they don't want to interact with us a lot of the time. Because I told them, I'm just like, you guys don't see it, but there are a lot of people that come in that don't have accounts and just be like, oh, I know what I want. Like we have a person, like we have a few people like that, that like, you know, they come in like every day, every other day, they don't have an account. That's fine. I don't care. But they come on over and they, they want, you know, they just use us like our, like we're a kiosk and like, that's fine. That's, you know, that's what the business has set us up to be. So it's just, it's really strange how they just don't even want to consider that. Yeah or let alone put it into practice. It just blows my mind because it would save us a lot of work because there are like, that's its own separate line too, where we have, we will have like a line, like 10 people deep needing orders. And a lot of those could probably be saved by them just walking up to a kiosk and going boop, 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 done. Right. Yeah. It's, 
I, I don't know. I just keep going back to like all of these things. And it's, I want to be clear, like I feel bad because I just have a love for cannabis. That's why I have a, feel bad for the whole vending machine analogy and, and all that you stuff. You really shouldn't. For our, for our store, like for our experience, like that's pretty much what it is. Right. Like, but and I was going to, I was going to say though, it's not unique to cannabis either though. Like right. it's not like bud tending is the only position that's at risk of automation right now. I mean, frankly, most grocery stores uh, think about it. How do you get your groceries? Do you do self-checkout? Yes. Yeah. Cause I, I have social anxiety. <laughs> yeah. They don't have a job anymore. I mean, they do, but it's going to be gone soon. We don't even well, fucking need the machines anymore from what I'm hearing. And so, what some like, even in the United States, uh, I think Amazon has stores where you can just put stuff in the yeah. cart. And yeah, just I've been walk in one out. before. It's wild. Yeah, you just walk right in, walk out, you're done. And well, yeah. that was the wildest thing. I, I texted with my coworkers during the show last night. I was just like, please replace me with a machine because that means I'll get unemployment and I won't have to go. I won't have to look at Wrigley Field ever again. What you need to do is learn how I will to be free. maintain those machines because those machines yeah. aren't going to be perfect. <laughs> I mean, I'm in I'm in film school. This is definitely not my end all be all industry. Sure. Like it was very funny because me and Ethan kind of have a similar history where it's just like, yeah, we we grew up, we came up in retail, things like that. I came up in culinary, uh, baking and pastry. So I was like, oh, this is a cool alternative while I'm finishing up film school. This is another thing I'm passionate about. It'll be a nice little change. And Ethan nailed it right on that. And we was just like, yeah, once you realize, like, once, like, the walls are moved from, from your eyes and you're just like, oh, this is just another capital I industry that yep. that has just been corporatized and, for lack of a better word, ruined. And one of my old coworkers uh, said it best, where it's like, this state um, hates stoners. They love the industry. They hate weed and they hate stoners. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this... So I have a really good friend. He's actually in the cannabis history episode and he has a way with words uh, much better than I sometimes, honestly, uh, I steal, I steal what he says. And here's going to be another example of that. So I'm, I want to pull it up because you just hit the, um, the most brilliant point and I wanted to put it in another way using his mm, words. Definitely. Uh, um, He said, I'd, I, he's talking to, um, the context of this conversation is restricting access to the market, right. To ensure the success of social equity candidates. So a little bit different, but what we have to realize, and this is his point, the premise of limiting licenses to keep supply limited and prices higher comes mostly at the expense of consumers. Mm-hmm. The R3 program, which gets a quarter of rec tax revenue to reinvest in communities harmed by the war on drugs, also comes at the expense of consumers. Consumers are part of the communities harmed by the war on drugs, by the way. So they're paying for their own. What's going on here? This new move, uh, he's talking about the cannabis legislation that just recently passed, just kind of the in the dead of the night, um, takes $40 million away from the medical cannabis fund. And it's just, a, and they're using it to pay for social equity. So as Illinois practices it, social equity is anti-consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted a little bit more information on the the fund that I just referenced in case people are are 
curious. The Illinois legislature passed a bill to transfer $40 million from the Medical Cannabis Fund to the Cannabis Business Development Fund to help black and brown cannabis operators with such things such as startup costs. I'm not saying we shouldn't be helping these people, by the way. I want to be very clear, but it's like if this money is coming from the medical cannabis program, which, by the way, here's a written statement from Bob Morgan, which is going to be a part of this document that we're releasing. But just for the record, um, here's what Bob Morgan said. I believe it's time for medical patients to get a refund from the state. I say this as someone who bears responsibility for the patient registration fees you pay. When I helped create the medical cannabis program six years ago, we used our best guess about how much it would cost the state to run the program. The state was not supposed to make money from the medical cannabis program. It was only supposed to cover costs for staff equipment and IT. At the time, the fund had... Well, we just heard it. they were taking 40 million out of it. So obviously it had at least 40 million dollars in it. But at the mm-hmm. time, his proposal would have resulted in at least 250 dollars going back to each and every registered medical cannabis patient, which isn't a lot of money, but it's our fucking money. Right. Yeah. The, why is the snake eating its own tail? You know what I mean? Yeah. So thanks for bringing that up. I Sorry, I know I got off on a yeah. tangent. What you brought up and oh, what no. inspired is you said. This is not built. Illinois doesn't, or you said something like Illinois hates cannabis consumers or stoners. And yeah, you're, yeah. You're right, right. I think. It, yeah, it's clear in how the stores are run and it's clear in the quality of the cannabis that we're getting. And the way the law is written. You, you have right. to buy it, exactly. but you can't see it and you can't yeah. smoke it you outside can't see your it, house. You can't consume it. It's literally like we're just go in going back it's, yeah it's like the yeah exactly and that's why i tell people like tours and things like that when they're just like oh like what what do we do now that we have it like where can we do it and i just tell them i'm just like treat it like high school rules don't ne- don't do it near a cop or a child and you're yeah. fine you know what you should say from now on what what do we do you should you just yeah. lean in and go tread lightly <laughs> <laughs> So. fucking strap in <laughs> exactly no but what i'm saying is like look you the moment we've had defense attorneys on this show the moment you step out of a dispensary any dispensary the moment you step out of the dispensary and get in your car you are out of compliance with the law you know why because vehicle code says that cannabis if it's in a car must be in a childproof sealed or resealable odor proof still container. in effect Yes. Because I know there was some rumblings to get that, get the verbiage of that. So what you you might be referring to, the verbiage did get massaged a bit. It, it now reads sealed or resealable. It used to be only sealed. And okay. so then cannabis was a one-way product, which is an issue, right? Because yeah. let's say I buy a six-pack and I come over and hang out with you and the other people at Wrigleyville or whatever, and I'd only drink two. Well, I want to bring my six-pack back home with me. Why the fuck can't I, right? It's not a one-way right. product. Right. And um, yeah. So, but You're going to have to put your eighth in your trunk. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the, the example I just gave is kind of bad because six-pack, all of the bottles are are sealed i think a better example that i actually got from a law enforcement agent is he said you know if you buy a bottle of wine at a restaurant you can request to take the rest of the bottle of wine home and what the restaurant does is they like saran wrap it they'll they'll put a cork in it saran wrap like do all these things to make it obvious that you weren't drinking it in your vehicle so in other words they're sealing it right so sealed or resealable 
The other thing you may have been referring to that failed during this most recent legislative session was exactly what I was just about to talk about, which is the odor proof part of the law. So the the law says that if it's, if cannabis is in a vehicle and it's only in the context of a vehicle, and that's very key, police can't just say you smell of weed while you're walking down the street and get you could get in trouble for it. That's, I mean, police can technically do whatever they want, but <laughs> that that is not the way the law reads. So know your rights. But again, the vehicle code is where odor proof comes into play. And just again, frankly, we've talked to defense attorneys who have said that it is impossible to comply with that. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of the de- defense attorneys that I spoke to knew it from firsthand experience. He bought weed from a dispensary, put it in his truck, had to go get groceries, came back in his car, his truck reeked of weed. And he's like, so I'm out of compliance with the law right now. And mm-hmm. I didn't even do anything wrong. I bought I bought right. it and put it in my truck. You know, yeah. And the thing with our street, especially during Cubs games, there's a lot of law enforcement presence on mm-hmm. Clark and in those areas. So the second, and I'm not saying that they do do this, but like once you step out of there, like you're kind of a target. Like yeah. they can just choose to be like, hey, you just came out of there. What are, what are you up to now? You know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. saying that they do do that, but it does kind of like get that little inkling in there. I'm like, hey, what are you what are you gonna do now? You know? Yeah. I mean, the troubling thing about law enforcement's job is that it is, and we've had members of law enforcement on this show, uh, too, at this point. It's hard to get cops on the show. Um, Strange, but, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I sort of get it, but you'd think yeah. you'd think that if you really wanted to, like, redo the image of police, yeah, that you would just be, like, trying to probably get out start talk to working everybody. on getting some good PR out there. Right. Uh, but, um the the issue with law enforcement that that I have and I think most people have is the issue of discretion. So like you just said, they could choose to maybe maybe some of them don't or that it's rare, but they could. That's the issue. Like yeah. and it's supposed to be legal. That's the problem. Like what yeah. the fuck are we doing? You know? Yeah. It just seems like, yeah, like we legalize it, but we're still feeding into the same double standards that are still in place, like federally. Yeah. And, and I, it's the same. Oh, go uh, ahead. Sorry. Cut you off. No, no, you go ahead, please. Well, what I was going was was about to be in a little different direction. So you can say what you want. Okay. Well, I was just going to, mine may also be, but I was going to say like, I'm all for like, being respectful and like uh courteous for example what i'm trying to say is that like we've got you know the illinois smoke free act cigarette smokers don't always abide by that right we all know that. i'm guilty of that <laughs> hey sometimes. whatever you know all i'm you saying know, sometimes is, you're drinking and how, how far is 15 feet you know <laughs> right well and that what i'm saying is maybe we should try to treat cannabis like that like okay we mm-hmm. try we try to do 15 feet maybe we don't always do it holler at me if I'm too close don't fucking yeah, cite exactly. don't give me a citation it should right. just be like a courtesy thing you know right exactly because it's, it's crazy that's all it is it's not that yeah like you said these double standards and like one of our policies at our plates is like if you get caught consuming on the job uh you're done uh really? you bad shaking away yeah you're done you like well you, I guess you on bad site. Away and you're done I guess on um, site you know but this is the thing Especially it's really funny in our neighborhood because we are in a very alcohol heavy neighborhood, a very bar heavy neighborhood. I'll be more specific. Bars, 
can do shift drinks. Customers can buy them shots. You can be inebriated, (laughs) like full on inebriated while working at a bar. But say one of our one of our employees is a medical patient that, you know, gets migraines or what have you is, and is like needs to medicate like on their break what for whatever, not even for fun, but for a legit medical reason, um, they will lose their job. And it just that has always rubbed me in a very strange way where it's just like okay, we're trying to make cannabis less scary and more um, just, you know, trying to peel away at those double standards, yet we are, like, really driving hardcore into them. Yeah. Which I think is just very interesting. Like, I, this place, I, I went back on my meds because this place, like, drove me so insane. So when I was going, when I was starting back up on my, um, my antidepressants, there were times where, like, I would consider myself inebriated while like working a register because I was so like sure out of it susceptible to this Lexapro and I needed it for my mental health that like I would argue I was more inebriated for that than I would be if I needed to hit a vape pen for a migraine. But you know that's what I okay. mean? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but that was fine. And then like I would say to I said to my manager, I'm just like, yeah, there were times where like I was straight up effed up on Lexapro, just like just because I'm wading through the waters, getting used to it, getting but used see, to things it again. Like that, and like, you're allowed to yeah. brag about at work. Have you? Ever, I don't know people that, that I work with. It's people that I strange. work with, they're like, "Oh, sorry, I drank too much coffee this morning." Like the and I look, that happens sometimes. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not knocking anybody. It's just funny how Absolutely certain not. drugs we can be like, "Oh, I took my happy pills today." Like I took a Xanax. Right. I, you know, I'm in a good mood. But exactly. if I were like, yeah, I just smoked a doobie over lunch, they'd be like, get the fuck right. out of like, here. No, turn in your badge. We want your gun and your badge on my desk. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's insane. Then, then you're like done with the industry. Like They make you give back your gun too? That, well, <laughs> I know. I was that was, that was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I was like, well, it depends if, uh, depends if you're security. Which, yeah, now we're down to one security right. guard. That's also another th- great fun thing that was mentioned. That, and you know what? That'll help me get into what I'm getting into now, which is um, in that section of OPO, I have been the person that is the loudest about being sexually harassed in that area because you're just that. You're standing there. You have an iPad. And I, I don't want to make this a gendered thing, but men, <laughs> men are, they, they're, they've been drinking all day. They're, they came from a sports game. They're all hopped up. Some of them don't know how to talk to you. A lot of them are tourists that feel that like, you know, that are here to party and whatever. And just like, will say whatever they want to you. And just, I, some of the grossest things have been said to me while I'm just trying to sell a person a joint. And it's just the fact that no one can see that the fact that like, they don't understand that this is not appropriate, this is not an appropriate time for that. A, I'm just not interested. And B, this is just not appropriate. Right. Like I'm, this is apropos of nothing. Like I'm literally standing here, like talking about gummies. And then you cut me off to be like, you're hot. Um, and things like that. And standing too close to me and a lot of like, and I will back away and they will follow me. They will like follow me like down the line. It's and I will, you know, and I will do the I'll do my due diligence and be like, hey, can you, you know what I mean? Like I'm getting a little, but sometimes you just have to draw the line and be like, you know what? No. Cause yeah, there was there was one time I I as a wellness advisor, the bottom of the barrel had to kick someone out 
because they called me a dumb bitch. So I had to kick them out. Wow. All for trying to help them, by the way. They were mad that um, I was asking them questions. They came in to place an order. They were mad that um, I was asking them questions for what, for what they wanted because we have a very big menu. And yeah, um, yeah he yeah, that conversation ended with uh, him calling me a dumb bitch. And then I had to be the one to kick him out because where was security? They weren't there. Yeah. Where I'm was, just trying to where picture how, how it there. could have. <laughs> just trying to picture how it could have gotten to that point. Like, it's, do you want weed, gummies, or? Oh, I can vapes? I can explain it to you because this guy, I I can't speak for what he was on. Sure. Clearly not there. Okay. My yeah. guess was downers, something to that effect. So mm-hmm. a probably shouldn't even been let inside the building because right. we are very, especially like in that check-in area, just like you know, if they're if you're sensing something like. Don't let them in. I was going to ask like, you if they were not... fucked, like if they're fucked up, does security stop them from getting in? Um, Security won't, but we, we will make the call. Okay. This is very strange. Yeah. it's. I mean, it like security, security is its own, with how security is treated there, it's like its own beast Um, that I only have like limited experience with, with, with talking with them. Um, But yeah, there was no manager on the floor. Um, there were security was busy, you know, doing whatever is because like Ethan mentioned, they have more jobs than just watching the store. They have to escort people around that are not, you know, like people that are here for deliveries or, you know, money pickups, you know, people that don't work within our building, but are here to do business there. Like they have so many other things to worry about besides just watching the store that like, I don't understand the thought process behind just keeping one there. And then they 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 acted like they were throwing us a bone. They're like, oh yeah, we'll give you two for Cubs games. And like yeah. I said, they and like Ethan said before, they put this policy in place right before like opening day. Like literally right before it. So the wow. timing was very, very strange. But yeah, back to the sexual harassment thing. Uh, I understandably was getting fed up with um, that position and yeah. how I was being treated there. So I decided to have a sit down with the former, I'll underline it, female manager of, of our place. And I said, hey, this is what's happening. You even had to kick someone else. Uh, you had to kick someone out yourself because it happened to me. Um, what are we going to do about this? This can't continue. And I told her, I'm just like, I don't, and I said these words to her face. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel safe doing this position. I kept using the word safe over and over again. Because the thing they don't understand is that it goes beyond, we have a lot of regulars that literally, because my my hair color changes a lot. Like right now it's green. I I changed my hair a lot. There are, I have regulars that that like track my my hair color and like things like that. And like my day is off. And just like where I'm at, we had a former female employee that was like went on her break and was followed. Like they, they are doing nothing in the ways of protecting our female employee. Like I, I'll just say, especially female employees, um, but over, like anyone that doesn't feel safe. Um, when we come to them, we don't feel heard. I especially don't feel heard. And one of the last meetings I had with her before I before she left. Um, she essentially just tried to sweep it under the rug and was like, well, you know, guys are creeps everywhere. I was just trying to normalize it. 
And that was especially damaging to me as a, I am a, I am a survivor of abuse, of, of sexual abuse. And even talking about that with them was triggering to me where I basically, any time that I got put in that position, it had to be a therapy session in another office just so I wouldn't be put in that position when all you had to do was we have so many employees that would be willing to take my place. Or you could just not schedule me there to begin with because I've said time and time again, please don't put me there. But I would be put there anyway. And then it would be my problem. I would have to be the problem to ask around my my fellow coworkers and be like, hey, please switch with me. When it should be my right? Yes, correct. Yes. Okay. Just making sure I was following you. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um it, yeah, it's just a lot of, well, this happens everywhere. And uh, it's part of your job. That was the, that was what I heard before. It's n- not that being sexually harassed is part of my job, I will say, but that position is part of my job. So I have to do it is basically what they were telling me. So they weren't telling me to deal with the sexual harassment, but they were telling me, we're not going to move you. You need to stay in that position. Oh, I think you cut off a little bit. I think you muted. Thank you. Sorry, there we I didn't go. realize yep. I was muted. Um, no, that's. I'm trying to like figure out how to take this subject on. So like, uh, basically, they're saying. So what are you asking? Are you asking to not be on OBO on like I, certain days? I'm or first like- and foremost. I I started with that because at, yeah. at first I was like, okay, it's weekend. It's, mm-hmm. So maybe, and that was a good compromise at first. I was like, you know sure. what? Just don't put me on for weekends. And that they were like, because oh, the like, week fine. is less. Yeah. 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 They'll be like, all right, fine. And then I started noticing that like, even when I got put on there in like a Tuesday morning, I would like, we creeps don't have a schedule. It turns out they'll just <laughs> right. come in whenever. Right. Um, right. They're not limited to the weekends, it turns out. So <laughs> as that was happening more and more, I'm just like, I put my foot down. I was like, you know what? No more. I was like, I can't do it anymore because mm-hmm. um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't because, yeah, there it was like a Tuesday morning. Uh, and this guy, I wasn't even doing a co- consultation with this guy. I just finished doing one with another customer. He wa- he finishes his thing at the register, walks across the room to me and asks me if I'm single. <laughs> When I, and I had another person that I had a consultation with that said they recognized me from Tinder and just like called me off in the middle of my sentence or things like that, where I'm just like, in what universe is this appropriate to say to A, anyone, but B, while they're working? Right. It's just the thing, the things that these men have felt comfortable enough to say to me. And this is the thing that pissed me off the most about this old manager is that she wouldn't kick them out right away. If someone, and this isn't just sexual harassment, this is just being out of acting out of pocket in general. She would serve them anyway, just to get them out of there. Well, yeah, you got to get their $80 eighth. You got to get right. their $80. And that, and I told them, and I told my coworkers, it is so indicative that it is money over safety. Yeah. It's money, money, money. Because anyone else would have been like, all right, you're done. And I told her, I was like, what you're doing is you're setting a precedent saying I can act as out of pocket as I want and I will be served anyway. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. I will say for this new, for this new manager's credit, um, we did, I did deal with a creep recently and she didn't even serve him, kicked him right out. 
So I, I like overly praised her. I was just like, not to compare you to Miss Ma'am, but I really appreciate how you handled that because that would have been handled completely differently by anyone else. And I, I really appreciate you doing that and not serving him anyway and not making him think that he can just act that way and get served. Because that's, that's my biggest issue right now is we have so many customers that just act out of pocket and they were just getting served anyway in, in the interest of just getting them out of there. And what they're not understanding is a lot of these people come back. They're not just out of state tourists. They're not just like, yeah. they're not just faces we're not going to see ever again. You might never see them. You, the manager might not ever see them again, but we on the floor, we might have to. Yeah. I know somebody that got banned because they insisted upon getting a refund for their product. And maybe they raised their voice, but like, you know, still, it's just interesting to hear somebody get banned for that's funny for... because they they we we would push to to ban like people that were like getting violent and stuff like that and they were yeah. like eh, but they they'll do it for that yeah you know they had I mean? his picture well, when, when it messes with the money you know that's the he that's... was a medical cannabis patient he was just like dude i pay so much he was like i pay so much for this he's i think that's where he raised his voice yeah. and they're like we're not gonna have it and they kicked him out and oh, said goodness, he was banned yeah. for life but uh, I wanted to ask, so so it sounds like maybe the new manager is better, perhaps, because they, and at least in one situation, they reacted yes. the way you would have preferred. Yes. The, yeah. The, yeah. Just like the way it should be. Where it's just like, yeah, someone's acting out of pocket. The way it should be. Exactly. Yeah. The way it should be. Should be. Um, like, not saying, oh, this happens everywhere or, oh, this is your job. And even the other <laughs> right. day. The other day, um, I um, she asked me to go to to OBO, and all I said was, "I'm not comfortable doing that." And she said, "Okay, I'll find someone else. No questions asked, no therapy session." She wasn't. I didn't. I didn't end the day crying because I had to dig up my past trauma because that's what a lot of it was. Where I would leave, I would have to leave early because yeah. I would access past trauma. Yeah, and it's just not what I expected for that day. Sure. So it's yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have one last question about OBO and then I've got a separate question about that you brought up, like leaving the location and feeling unsafe, uh, like accommodations that have been made for me in a much less like secure job. Um, but we'll get to that. I wanted to ask one last question about OBO. Um, sure. So like would a, would an accommodation perhaps be, and I'm just, I'm only asking this cause I'm curious, like, yeah. uh, like would, would a reasonable, maybe middle ground for you be, um, that like, like maybe they ask you to go on OBO and you're like, like, okay. So if you're not feeling it that day, obviously you always have the right to say it, but let's say like, you're like, you have the capacity that day, but you're like, look, I'll do it. But this seems like a rowdy crowd today. And I'm just telling you right now, the first person that even fucking gets a toe near the line, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to get somebody else. Like, I'm just curious. Oh, that's how I that treated be... it previously. That's I how figured. I treated it previously. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but definitely. I didn't know um, if yeah, that would be. And it just got to a point. Yeah, no, definitely. And we did have a bit of a compromise. It was like anything with this company. It was pulling teeth. We sure. had this little desk like that was kind of off to the side that kind of wasn't being used 
um it was pretty much for like displays and things like that so mm -hmm. one of uh god bless them one of my coworkers had the idea let's have the desk out here like over in this area and we can have a couple people at the desk that way you have because that was the main thing is they they were so weird about us having separation from the customers like they were just being so strange yeah. about that and just like that's all I can say about it. It's just strange. They weren't saying no, but they were just like, eh, I don't know. So we kind of had to take it into our own hands and just be like, you know what? Yeah, we're going to do this. And like, we're still doing it. It's nice. It does work to a certain extent, but there was a time recently where it wasn't me, but I strangely was the one that was handling the situation. Um, we had a newer girl that was on OBO. Um, she was, I could just tell from across the room that she was being, she was, just majorly creeped out by this person. So I, you know, I ran around the back and I snuck up behind her and I was just like, yo, I was just like, this guy, this guy being a problem. She said, yeah. Cause, oh yeah. He said something to me about her being scary. And this, this girl is one of the sweetest people I've ever met. I'm just like, you clearly did something to make her scary. So that's what I like. I was like, yo, is this guy a problem? And yeah, he, um, the thing with that desk is, a lot of them don't, you don't stay there. A lot of them, because we have the product displays, I'm sure you uh, saw in the pictures, we have those product displays where people want to, you know, walk down the line and look at things and they expect you to follow them. So a lot of the time that consultation does not stay at that desk. A lot of these people will want you to walk down and they want to point at, even, it may not even be something that's on our menu, by the way, but they'll just point at it and be like, what about this? And you're expected, you know, go down there. So that will take that degree of separation away from you. So yeah, if you go on the opposite side of the registers, that's where our OBO area is. So if you like kind of turn around a little bit, that's- uh, Oh, that's I where, didn't like, even realize I can look around. Yeah, there. yeah. This so yeah, crazy. where those ATMs are, that whole thing along the wall, like that is our quote unquote OBO area. This is? Which is a- Oh, um, this is- Yeah, yeah, over there. Yeah, basically where your mouse is. Like, yeah, that strip right there and there's those, those separate- um, lines that's like our yeah this is our obo area so you're basically just standing there yeah so i would be standing in front of that slur crasher poster right there with an ipad and that would be my degree of separation this is all they gave us by the way is this little strip to do consultations wow and this is where we do it with medical patients i mean most most of our medical patients we have do them at the register now just because it's quicker but this is not conducive to consultations like Right. So you're, you're like you're, the person standing here and you're like, okay, check out yeah, here's and then, our flower. Here's our concentrate. Our vapes are down here. Right. And if we're busy, you're going to be stared at by that line of people to the side waiting to place their orders. So like I told you, I'm just like people like will are feeling rushed and watched because like they don't, we don't have a real area to talk with these people. It's just here, look at this iPad. Boom, boom, boom. Bye. Yeah, let me see. Are they gonna let me? Can I go in the yeah, back like, room? Yeah, this is. A, oh God, I I can. I, That'd be I, so cool if I hope. could go upstairs. Oh, I wish. <laughs> yeah, you would have more access hey. to the upstairs right now than us badged employees. Isn't Look that at that. Wild? And yeah, here are two. Look at that. You see that out of order right there? That's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly the bathroom that's Oops. out of order right now. I thought. And I was we to keep go getting hearing. And I don't know. I don't. I'm not a plumbing expert, but um, it's always the same thing. Um, with the toilets, is it it needs a special part? I'm just like, is this a bionicle or a toilet? <laughs> yeah. Where I'm just buy like, a new fucking toilet. 
right uh, where i'm just like either these plumbers are taking sunnyside for a ride which i am fully here for yeah. um but not at our expense obviously um oh yeah and you'll get a kick out of this my uh my nickname uh for this place we, we like to call it money side oh yeah what's that yeah uh, because money is more important than uh, the, the, oh yeah, and those little, um, those plastic things, those dividers, those are long gone. Those have been oh. gone for a while, which was another thing that I liked having a during peak COVID times and not that it's over now, but you know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. that. And you just have a little more separation from those people that can't just now, like, even though legally you can't do it, it's called a breach got like you can just reach over and just you know whatever like there's nothing to stop you yeah because i know a lot of us weren't uh super happy about those those being taken down but yeah oh my god that that like took me back <laughs> i forgot that we even had those um but yeah so you have yeah so you have that little that little strip right there and that's your that's your area to do your consultations and I've had consultations that have gone upwards of like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Like they're not always like 10 minute things. Like mm -hmm. people have questions. And like, if you want us to answer them, like you need to give us an area. Cause that, that little room that you were just over, like where those chairs were, that originally is supposed to be the room where you can do consultations with medical patients. With That's the... currently, yeah. Like that room right there, like that closed room where that chair is like with that glass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that was supposed to be the consultation room. That is currently the manager's office. Why? Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Um, don't know. Don't know about that one. And lately, the manager, like a few select managers, haven't even been using that office and have been using our side break room as as uh, the office, which we already have so few room as a break room because, like I said. Our break room is probably like the size of my room right now, maybe. Like, it can probably fit. Ooh, I would say like eight people comfortably. <laughs> like, we're close quarters in there. Like, it's especially now that we don't have access to that upper level anymore, because that's where there were bathrooms up there. And we also used to like take our breaks and lunches up there. So we, you know, we could spread out. We weren't so on, because right now we are just on top of each other. Mm hmm. And it's just like, it's kind of show where a lot of them are just like, I love you, but I'm tired of looking at you. Yeah. Like, we're on top of each other. Like, we need some space because sometimes it just, especially that environment just gets so tense that, like, when you're on top of each other, on top of that, like, it just makes it really easy to snap at each other and just do like they, not. Do they actually have this many butt tenders? Like, like all these stations, are they always filled? Um, they try. Um, Especially now that uh, more and more people are quitting, like we just have mass exoduses, like pretty much every six months or so. I'm hoping to be one of those within the next couple of months because I'm going to move to New York. So uh, that's that's why I'm here right with you right now because I feel as if I've nothing I, to lose. <laughs> yeah. I was going to kind of ask um, you that at the end since I got the impression you were still there. If you're worried about talking about this, but sounds like honestly, I'm really not because these are issues that are not unreasonable despite them trying to make me feel like they are yeah. these are things in i um this is what i was telling ethan when we were talking about um connecting with you i was like especially now that i'm leaving i want to leave this place better than when i found it because right now i i love my coworkers. i love my team they're some of the best people i worked with i don't want to leave them in this 
Like I just simply won't sleep well if that happens. So I am going to do my damnedest to make sure that it's better than when I left it. Cause right now it's being run into the ground. And, and this is another thing. Um, we had a very tumultuous meeting with members of corporate. Um, there were new members of corporate that were, I guess they were introducing themselves. It wasn't really much of that. Um, and I, it, the meeting left a lot of people, my team in a bad mood and I'm a bit of a clown. I like to add a little bit of levity. So I did a little like, da, 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 like a little like circus joke. Um, I'm just like, yeah, I was like this way. And I didn't even use profanity, like nothing on paper that would be offensive. I'm just like, wow, what a circus, huh? That member of corporate poked her head out of that manager's office and was like, who said that? And everyone was like, <laughs> and um, she went over to me and she's like, she's like, she's like, what was it? Did you say something about this place being a circus? And I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that was me. Because I've, I've never won. I'm, I'm not one to back down from things like that. I was like, oh, yeah, that was me. And if you talk to Hannah, you'll you'll realize we're, we're cut from the same cloth. Um, and she, um, she's like, okay, we'll talk later. And um, I was like, yeah, okay, we'll see. And of course, that conversation didn't come. But uh, I was set aside by, by uh, that former manager saying, my behavior was unprofessional, blah, 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 and that I need to apologize to them. And I should probably like set up a meeting with them to apologize and get back on the right foot and blah, blah, blah. And in my head, I'm just like, this is a two way street. And especially now that I know that they've been calling us crying toddlers behind our backs. So what my comment about a circus is unprofessional, yet you members of corporate can say that we are crying babies behind our backs to members of management who probably didn't fight for us because they never do, at least like the ones we currently have, not the, this new one she's trying her best. And I told her, I was like, I feel for you. You inherited a shit gig, like yeah. for lack of a better term. Like, so, and I told her, I'm just like, we don't mean any disrespect. We're just trying not to get you to fall into the same habits that the previous one did, because that's, proponent in making this place not great environment to work and to her credit she's like you know what like i'm i'm pro union like all this stuff she's like i want to make this place um a good place for you guys to work like i want you guys to be happy because like she she did said the obvious thing where it's just if we're happy we make everyone else happy because we're the bottom of the barrel we're the ones out there selling your stuff why wouldn't you want us to have a pot to piss in and for us to be warm in the winter we're hawking your stuff yeah so why are we not being treated with the same respect that you expect us to give to you? By the way, I'm only laughing because usually a pot to piss in is like just a saying, but like you yeah. mean it literally. <laughs> no, it, it, literally, like because I've and I once I say I've stuck by it because in that's like I'm just like we're literally just asking for literally a pot to piss in, like that's yeah. it, and we're being told that we're asking for too much, and like even said that we should be grateful for what we have right now. And it's just like that level of ignorance is like par for the course with a lot of members of management where it's just, they, yeah. it's not that they don't see what we're going through because they certainly do. We're very vocal about it. It's just nothing wants to be done. Where yeah. like, I was almost in tears with like, when I had this last meeting about OBO where I'm just, I, and now I have to say like, what has to happen to me? What has to happen to me in order for you to take this seriously? Because that's, that would be it. And I don't, I don't want to take it there, obviously. But you know what? 
That's what it is. To where I even had to say that to a fellow coworker that was drinking their Kool-Aid so hard about that, where even they had fellow coworkers of mine saying like, oh, well, it's, it's everywhere. It's part of your job. Like, no, that's not how things should be. Like, why are we just accepting this as the norm? Like, why are we not correcting? Why, why, and, and this is an overarching thing for women. Why do we have to change our entire thing for safety when we should be correcting the behavior to begin with? Like, I don't, I don't understand that logic and how like, I'm the one that like should watch how I dress or how I talk to someone or, you know, things like that. But we're not gonna talk to them about the behavior. We're gonna accept that behavior as the norm. And I need to be the one that has to be like, you know what, that's part of life. You know what, you're just gonna have I to- I wore the wrong the shirt today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I decided to wear shorts because it was hot today and now I'm being sexually harassed. Awesome. Yeah, and now I have fault. to worry about going home. Now I have to worry about being followed. Awesome. And I have this bright ass hair. People <laughs> can find me pretty easily. You're right. I'm part of the problem. These shorts, yeah. they were too much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's that's a whole nother thing where one of my coworkers, she um is more endowed in the chest area. Okay. Um, and she gets scrutinized for wearing unprofessional things when all she's she's just wearing clothes and she just happens to have big boobs. Yeah, but well, cut it, like cut it back a little bit, you know. Right. <laughs> She literally is just like wearing. She's like nothing she's wearing is overly sexual. I feel like them saying that, by the way, is sexual harassment. Like, hey, (laughs) whoa, you're you're. It's like basically saying like, I can't think of the. It's like from comedy films. Like you're, you're bazookas. (laughs) They're too right. Yeah, yeah. Look at these warlocks. Yeah, and it's like, uh, man, I feel like them making that in and of itself is like kind of because well, they're a like bit of tea. we uh we had t- uh, a manager had to have a talking to because he had a bit of staring problem oh yeah. yeah still working there by the way still there sure and that's like and i even made like a running joke to uh she quit now but i made i made a joke about that to a manager and she just laughed like not like a haha but like a huh like yeah. so they're aware of it they were aware that it was happening and like so, I uh, I, haven't, I haven't got checked back in on that situation. It was uh, it was a couple months ago. I don't know if it's still happening, but um, it seems it seems like they're they're taking steps to do better about that. But yeah, it's just and I always I'm just like yeah, in this Catholic school that we work that we work in, I always was just like, all right, <laughs> let's sell our weed. Right. Right. We're um, like even one of our managers. We've been calling Father. Nate I was about to because- say you should call him Father. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I oh, I went to Catholic you. school for ten years. Like, <laughs> they want to, and they even have that rule, like the like with the, like it took me back to getting like skirt checks when I was in eighth grade, where it's just like can't mm. it has to be longer than the fingertips. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I understand the like wanting to look professional. The thing sure. is, we do what like none of us are wearing anything offensive. None of us have our butts hanging out. Well. Yeah, actually, I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> but you know, none of us are wearing revealing clothing or anything overtly sexualized, thing like things like that. But yet, we're being treated as such. And I, it's just a very thin film of misogyny over that that I just particularly do not enjoy. Yeah. Um. So on this subject, uh, 
we can definitely continue to like i'm not trying to move us on i have more to this oh no you're good um i wanted to ask it kind of in a different um so you were asking you were talking about how you don't feel safe when you leave and then jobs i've had that aren't you know jobs where i'm dealing with hundreds of thousands of dollars of cash every day um i've been given the option to like hey uh, you can have um one of our armed security guards walk you out to your car mm-hmm. um do they do that for you or would that be something that would make um, you feel safer that that certainly is an option because we we it was certainly when we had more security guards we had a very good relationship to them to where we were on friendly levels with a lot of them and they would simply offer like yeah to a lot of people that had because the parking situation for our employees is a whole different beast the what i can't even tell the parking situation oh, i thought for you said the employees. parking i was like what? no <laughs> what are they doing to you head out of the gutter man um um, but no i have so many coworkers that have had to pay hundreds of dollars in parking tickets simply to just go to work where because cresco doesn't want to cut a deal with the parking garage because i used to work for jp morgan downtown they had a deal cut with one of the parking garages where like you can't park there for free but they had a deal worked out to where you know you can pay a certain amount and that's your spot. They don't even want to go that far for our employees. Yeah. And so- it just like breaks my heart. And that's another thing where um, one of our managers actually gets her own special spot um, right in front. Um, and she actually had security tell her when she's about to get a ticket so she can move her car. <laughs> Um, you know, the one that could probably afford those tickets. Yeah, she's the one that's getting the special treatment and not my people that are already struggling enough as it is now have to pay hundreds of dollars to this godforsaken city just because they want to go to work. That's another thing that I'm just like, the special treatment for that is literally spot like right out front. And we literally we had a bad review um, calling that person out about that parking spot because why why do you get that spot yeah why do you why do why do you feel that you need that spot because it's the same exact spot every single day ever since we moved there she she parks there every single time why do you think i can see that from the street view thing that i had yes yeah definitely because it's literally right next to that um that um pay machine it's right outside so yeah we're um where that red car is where, yeah, car. basically either where the red car or the the black car. That's um like those are the spots. Gotcha. Like, and you're so, talking yeah, this red yeah, SUV that, that, or that red car? Actually, here. no. Yeah, the one in front of it because that's where the pay the the pay machine is. Right there is the spot. So yeah, yeah. We're nope, nope, nope. Yeah, right there. Yeah, the um yeah the that silver car right there. Yeah, perfect. Yep, cool. that's the spot. So cool. they will put cones there to save that spot. When originally that spot is mainly for deliveries and for delivery trucks to park because they can't just sit in the alley because that's where they have to go through. And that's a busy Wrigleyville alley. But most of the time that is taken up by a manager because for some reason she feels she deserves special treatment and gets that special spot. And that honestly, I could have a whole episode about that manager specifically because Oh man, the stories I could tell. What um, where where did you describe your parking at? Like you won't be able to see that on here, right? 
Um, no, uh, I, I personally don't drive, but I, I've heard it from a lot of my coworkers. A lot of them like to park, well, try to park in like game days. It's a whole different story. Yeah. But they'll that's try what to go, I was asking. Yeah. They'll try to park down like, you know, where like HVAC is and there's, um, Eddie right there. They'll try to park on Eddie a lot of the time. Um, and usually you can have some decent luck there, but yeah, during game day, it's like, you're screwed. There's. A lot of my coworkers will park like, you know, in our late to work be or have to like step out real quick because they have to move their cars. Yeah. Like it's just a whole layer of stress that shouldn't be there. And it's just, it just keeps saying it's, that's another thing where they, they treat us like we're asking for too much. And they, they've said like, no, like they will silence us and be like, no, we're not talking about this anymore. Or we'll talk about it later. And it never gets brought up again. Yeah. And she's like, these are basic needs. These are just like basic things that you need for your employees to be happy and to work and thrive, not just work there, but thrive there. Mm. Like, why don't you want that? <laughs> yeah. And it's what's interesting to me, and I'm not trying to move us past the subjects we were just talking about, but I just have to say, I almost brought it up earlier, but it's like, it's so interesting to me that despite everything you've gone through and everything else, like you do seem to really s- still care. And I get the, I get where you're coming from where you're like, you don't want to leave your friends or anybody else mm-hmm. in a situation like you've been in. But I am also like, it's like, I wonder if our listeners are wondering right now, like, I think it's admirable that you care so much is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But like, it's like, it's, it's interesting to me, despite everything you've gone through, you yeah. like you got so i get where you get emotional about talking about your past or sexual trauma and everything yeah but i was kind of surprised to see you get maybe i misread you i just met you today oh no like you seemed like you got emotional when you were talking about like how the working conditions are and how, how you let we're gonna leave it and such and i was i found that to be like notable that 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 made you emotional as well because you you obviously still have deep care for this place despite yeah you know, what they think about you, you know, what they have yeah. said about you um, yeah. and what you've been through. It's interesting. Yeah. And that's the thing is, I mean, we've had quite a few, like maybe half the people that I started with are now gone, but I have developed bonds with these people. I care about these people and I hear them and they hear me. Like I, whew, I'm going to get a little emotional here, but this is why I burst into tears when I was watching Ethan the night before is I am certainly one of those people that has come up to him and be like, I want to die. I don't want to work here. I just, I feel trapped. And with how they're being, how they're treating us, like, what else can we do? Where I've come to him with that. And I text him like right after he said, it, I was like, I no doubt have come to you in that kind of capacity. And people have come to me even. We, And that's the one thing we have going is we're strut- such a strong team and that we rely on each other so much for this kind of support. When, we shouldn't be feeling this way about a lot of things. These are like, we shouldn't have to like not feel safe at our jobs. We shouldn't have to like deal with a lot of things that we deal with. But like you said, we do anyway, because we love cannabis. We love talking about it. We love being around it. Like, even though this place is a hellhole, like I'll still go just cause I like, I have my regulars. I like talking with them. I like, um, especially like especially my medical patients I love um helping them with you know whatever ails them helping them with pharmaceuticals like things like that like it 
that's why I got into the industry and that's why I stayed so long is because that part is so important to me and I get a good sense of purpose from that. And even though that's not my end all be all industry, like I said, I'm going to, I'm about to be in the film industry. It's still something I care about because this has been a thing that's been a part of my life since I was 14 years old. It's helped with my mental health. It helps with my insomnia. I have, I'm a current medical card holder. Like it's so beneficial to me so much so that it kind of outweighs those negatives as much as those negatives may be. So it's, yeah, it's, the only thing we have left, at least for my team, keeping us waking up every morning and going to that place is the passion for it. And that is just, and I will say, out of all the members of corporate I've met, I've never had a single positive interaction with a, with a member from corporate, if I'm being fully honest. And um, whether it, like, no matter how small the interaction was. Um, and I, after the first bad interaction I had with corporate, I talked to that manager at the time. I was just like, there are people like me that are new to this industry and are very excited to get into it. And dealing with people like that and those kind of like corporate entities is squeezing the passion out of people. And that's what me and Hannah tried to tell this man, this new manager, when we were talking with them previously is we aren't normally like this. We're not normally like these union quote unquote attack dogs that are just like so mad about everything all the time. It's just, we have been ground down so thoroughly by this place. And we have just been beaten down for lack of a better term so much that like even the smallest thing, like a toilet not working will just send us into a frenzy just because we've continuously not felt heard or supported by the people that have the most power to do that for us. Yeah. And I feel bad. We got this far into it. And I don't even know if yesterday with uh, Ethan or or with you, if we've even, you brought up corporate, you've been saying corporate who's, who's corporate. Cause we said sunny. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, I'm not asking for names. Really funny. Yeah. I'm I'm not asking for names here. I'll just say Cresco labs for folks that are, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so, it's really funny because like the past, like the big, I'll say the big three that we had issues with over the past year have quit mm, and are gone. Yeah. So again, so, yeah. I wasn't trying to get you to throw any, I mean, if you want to, oh, no, no, you no. can, but I was trying for folks that aren't cannabis nerds like you and I yeah. that don't know that Cresco owns Sunnyside and Cresco yes, owns yes. like high supply and all that stuff. They may not have yes. connected the dots. Yeah, so now we're know, cooking yeah, with Cresco. Cresco Cresco owns, you know, high supply. Cresco, you got good news. You got Mindy's. Oh God, Mindy's a whole other thing. Um, and yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty much the extent of it. Um, yeah, there's like a whole, whole little umbrella there. But uh, yeah, so we are, we at Sunnyside is owned by Cresco Labs. For those who are not in the know, so yes, when I say corporate, I mean um, the corporate Cresco Labs. And yeah, we recently have a new, oh God, I can't even think of, we, yeah, we have a new person for HR. We have a new person, a new like overarching manager and one more woman that I don't really know what she does because she will come into the building and then just like, and that's what a lot of them do. They'll come into our space and elbow their way into the vault, things like that. Not a hi, how are you? Eye contact, et cetera, nothing. They just elbow their way in, say, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And just don't bother having a good relationship with the bottom of the barrel, i.e. us, when you really should. 
that's not you shouldn't be coming in here and ignoring us and like because and I will say to Charlie's credit Charlie has come in and dude loves me we've had conversations like I'm not the biggest fan of his but you know what when he comes in he will say hi how are you what's going on and we're not just you know uh the human vending machines you know what I mean because that's pretty much it really feels like that's how corporate sees us we are not and and I will speak for a lot of us when I say we don't feel like people to them we are we're simply cogs in the machine that make them the money and the money is always going to be more important than us yeah and yeah I appreciate you trying to be fair by mentioning that like Charlie comes I disagree with Charlie on a lot of things Um, I'd still love to have him on the show Um, but it is I think it's admirable of you to be fair and and to to acknowledge that he's come in he's said hi and he's treated you probably more human than any other corporate yeah like when i first talked to him i didn't even know it was him someone told me that back oh yeah that was that was you know charlie cresco as they call him you know yeah charlie papa charlie yeah Yeah. i was like yeah that was papa charlie i was just like oh i was just like i would have never known whereas like we have uh, other people that come in and be like, don't you know who I am? And like beg for discounts when they are not beg for employee discounts when they are not our employee, uh, et cetera, et cetera, that I can have an off book conversation with you about that. Um, but yeah, he, he didn't have that. Don't you know who I am? Kind of swagger I'll say. And it was very much like coming in, check out the store. And this is one of the biggest things I like to say about this being a flagship store. We are only a flagship store when it comes to taking the pretty pictures to put online for all the PR for everything else. Screw them. Yeah. So in the interest of trying to be fair, I think it's important. And I should, this is another thing I should have done with Ethan the other day. Ethan, if you're listening right now, you, as I told you yesterday, you're welcome back. Welcome back on anytime. I love you, mommy. Um, <laughs> But uh, you know, like, look, this is the playbook. Uh, for certain companies, especially ones that have the values that um, some of these companies have. If uh, these stories were to catch traction, let's say, and they were like, somebody writes this because nobody takes the Chillinoid podcast seriously. And I'm only, I'm only sort of joking, you know, <laughs> they just see our like yeah. silly logo. But if some like serious, like the Chicago Tribune took this story up and got a little bit more and was like, detailed it i feel like what some of these companies might say is like well these are just um looking for the word because they do this in other industries they Mm. would say that you're just um you're just mad because uh we let you go or i know that this isn't the case for you right now but they'll make very much people don't want to work anymore like something like that right so can can you try to ahead of that them even saying that like let's just pretend they've said that how would you in the in the in in the spirit of being fair how would you say like because i mean you've explained and you got very emotional you obviously love your job you care about the quality of your work so how would you how would you counter that um if they were just like well she's just jaded she just is saying shit about us to say shit about us and see what sticks you know how would you respond yeah um Oh God, that's a really, really good one. The thing is, let's unpack that. Let's sure. unpack why I would even want to feel jaded. Why I would even have such motivations. Because 
people just don't wake up and decide to be bitter about something. You know what I mean? Um, it comes from a domino effect or a snowball effect of just like one thing. And then it, the resentment just keeps on going more and more. So that's, that's basically what I would say that that is people that this, this doesn't come out of nowhere. Like I didn't wake up and decide to just start hating this company. It's a bunch, it's an amalgamation of a bunch of different things that have happened there. And um, oh god, what was I gonna? Get I got out the word that? that I was looking for. By the way, yeah. they're, they're gonna say that she's a disgruntled employee. That's what they're gonna say. I was looking for disgruntled. That's what the people. Yeah. That's what they do. Right. And the same thing. Let them pack that. Why would I feel disgruntled? Why would we even like? Why? Let, let and that's a, with a lot of the things they say because there was one time we mentioned during a meeting that we were understaffed and they stopped us immediately. They said, "No, no, no, we're not understaffed." They said, "Uh, we." I forgot the exact number, so don't don't fully quote me on this, but it was around the number we have five to six call-ins a day is what they tried to tell us. So let's unpack that. Why? That's not normal for any for any place of business to have that amount of call-ins a day. Why are we having that amount of call-ins a day? And that's a whole nother thing where this place doesn't want to work with anybody on their schedules and will just Put you where they see fit. I haven't had a consistent schedule in months where it just changes every two weeks. And they expect part-timers to be held to the same standard to where part-timers are getting uh, scheduled clopins time and time again. And I just saw in an email that their workaround was, oh, well, uh, the limit, uh, you're, ha- you're a half, under, half hour under the limit. So technically we're, we're within our rights to schedule you this way. How can you expect, and they won't budge, and they and they basically make it your problem, like, you have to switch. You, you're going to have to figure it out and switch with another. And a lot of them forecloses, which a lot of people don't want to work, so you're kind of screwed there. So in, let's unpack why we have so many call-ins. Is it because people are going to choose their lives and their families over the place that treats them like garbage? Because that's how I feel about it. There was one day, it was actually, um, not this year, but last 420, uh, I had a plumbing issue within my kitchen to where I sent them a video of just like my kitchen covered in water. And uh, I said, hey, I'm dealing with this. I don't think I can come in today. And they tried to uh, they tried to give me a point for it. They tried to get me in trouble for that. And they're just like, well, uh, since you don't have sick time, um, that's going to be a point. I was just like, well, I wouldn't be using my sick time even if I did because I'm not sick. My apartment is. And I can't just drop everything and have my apartment covered in water for the day just so I could sell a few frat boys some pre-rolls you know what I mean so that was another thing that I mentioned with this cruel point system is that there in the in also I heard that the person that created this system no longer works for the company they got fired like a while ago so why we're even still enforcing this I don't know they got too many points taken away yeah right exactly (laughs) but yeah we I have multiple coworkers that have life stuff come up um, that need medical accommodations, um, things of that nature. And and they'll just be getting points left and right for that. And that's pretty much our main use for the union right now is so we can get out of getting points, essentially. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the main thing that they do for us is like making sure that we don't get points for unreasonable requests. Nice. Yeah. 
yeah, that's that's the main use. So yeah, that's what it, and that's what I was getting at with this like cruel system with attendance because and it will and there will be morning meetings where they'll be like, thank you so much for showing up, and they will overly praise the people that show up, which feels very backhanded to the people that can't be there for life things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just a lot of those praises, like when Ethan said that, like, oh, give this person a round of applause. They did over a hundred rings. Like it's very backhanded because. Why did they have to do that in the in the first place? Yeah, it just it just comes from a really strange place, and it, we just get a lot of backhanded positivity, is what I'll say. Yeah, we're like, yeah. So, and Ethan will be like, "That's not a good thing." When someone gets over like 120 rings, like to his credit, like I will, yeah. Me, me, and Ethan were definitely uh, the loudest about us being exploited in that way. To where we'll take our windows and get it. Just like, yeah, no, that's not good. You shouldn't be wanting to do that. Yeah. Well, good for you on that. There have been situations in my life where I regret not speaking up, and um... well, the thing I've uh, like, it's it's kind of a new thing for me because in the time like between here and like my apartment i've become like a union i've become like a union rep and like a uh like real estate lawyer all in one with how much i've had to deal with things going on where i have acquired skills that i like didn't didn't expect i would be able to acquire and yeah now i'm just especially now because we our turnover is so high and that's the thing is we are seeing less and less uh, full-timers. They're taking on part-timers like the Dickens. They're just sure. so many part-timers. So then, you know, they don't have to get the benefits, blah, blah, blah. But again- Yeah, part-timers don't to... fall under the union, right? Right. Well, yeah, they do. They do. Um, they just don't get the benefits. Oh, okay. They just don't get, you know, like, you know, sick time, all that stuff sure. that comes with being full-time. Um, the good stuff. But yeah, they are being expected to help be held to the same standard with scheduling as full-timers without, with being- being scheduled half the time and not getting any of the benefits of that. So I don't understand why they're being held to that standard when they are part-time. And that's exactly what it is, part-time. They shouldn't have to have their entire lives on hold for just in case you need them to close on a day that they wouldn't expect to close. You know what I mean? It's just people can't have a consistency whether we're part-time or full-time. And it just doesn't seem right to me. We're like, yeah, I can. Even, I would love to show you this email. I'll, I'll get their permission first because uh, it was in our group chat. But yeah, it was very much like, yeah, no, we can do that because you have a, it's like a half hour under the law. So we can just schedule you to clope in and that's fine. Where it's just like, yeah, no, that's not an answer. Saying that like it's within the law, that doesn't make people feel better. Yeah. Like that doesn't we're make legally people feel less burned out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're legally allowed to, to do this to you. So we're going to. So yeah. Why are you mad? We're legally allowed to do yeah. this to you. Yeah. And like, yeah. And then then they don't understand that we're burnt out and like yeah. we're and that's the thing is they um during that one meeting we have a corporate, they were saying, like, okay, here's here's your time. You guys have the floor to express your concerns. And the second we brought up the bathroom, the heat, they're just like, Oh, well, this isn't the time for complaints. <laughs> and they said we were being negative when we were asking for this thing, they were saying that like, you know, this is not the time for being negative. So I was just like, what did you want out of this meeting? You want us to say, Hey, good job. Great job. Corporate. Awesome. Thanks for doing nothing. Like, I don't know what they expected from that meeting, but it was just well, the most a embarrassing for everyone involved. 
and just rude. It was just so rude how they spoke to us. And that yeah. was the same meeting. It was like, oh no, we're not understaffed. It was just like, and then they just used other verbiage to explain being understaffed. It's just like, yeah, it, the dancing around and, and that's the thing we've been saying on this building for two years. What happens? I don't have an answer. No one has an answer for me. Management didn't have an answer for me. Corporate doesn't have an answer for me. No one can tell, no one can tell me what we were doing in those two years that we were sitting on this building. Nobody. And I, and I've worked here for, for almost two years at this point. Like I've, I've worked here a considerable amount of time and I still don't know what we were doing. They were trying to fix the damn toilet. Allison. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They were, <laughs> it's like how you build a PC. They were doing that with toilets where they were yeah. just, you know, they're researching all the parts, you know, and they, there's part shortages. Have okay. you heard? Ooh. And when this plumbing thing was happening and this is, I'll connect this back to that one, this one bad manager that we have that has that parking spot. Yeah. She asked, <laughs> she asked a former employee, former female employee to go around and take a survey of the brands of tampons we used to try and get a call. Cause at first they tried to blame us for, for the plumbing. Of course they tried to blame us and mm. saying that, you know, we, we were sabotaging and that, that we were sabotaging the plumbing, blah, blah, blah. Like any way that they could put it on us. <laughs> you yeah, were sabotaging she, the plumbing. Yeah. Yeah. So some reason, like it's our fault. Everything is always our fault. If you didn't yeah. realize by now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she, in understandably that coworker was like, no, I'm not doing that. And then immediately told all of us. And I just thought that was the craziest thing that you thought that it was even remotely appropriate to ask. I, it just blows my mind. And the union didn't even know about it until recently. This happened like maybe uh, like six months ago. And the union didn't know about it till now until I mentioned it in passing. And then the union was like, well, do you feel your your uh your privacy was invaded? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Because she's literally asking me what I shove up my cooch. Like... <laughs> I was like, do you want a list of names too? Since you're so interested, like, do you want yeah. a list of names? Do you want measurements? Um, <laughs> right, exactly. So I'm just like, and she has made so many just borderline ignorant moves like that to where like, and she's untouchable. Like she is, there's yeah. so many things that she's done wrong, like incompetence aside. She's also our compliance uh, officer or whatever. I don't, I don't see, I don't see much, much of that going on. Um, but yeah, the fact that 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 she got out of that scot free like blows my mind. Yeah, and um, it's just like insane. Curious. I know you've got another thing you're doing in New York or uh, whatever. But if you were let's just hypothetically pretend that wasn't going to happen, if they reached out to you and they're like, Allison, we want you to join corporate. Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You wouldn't try to like, I'm going to be the change I want to see in corporate <laughs> or, or no, because that, doesn't, that simply doesn't exist. Honestly, gotcha. like yeah. and it's the same thing that it, and you know, it's, I'm just going off of my surface stuff. It's like saying like joining the, joining the police force and be like, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to oh, be the I'm gonna make the difference. Yeah. yeah. I'm, it's just like, no, you are a drop of water in a bucket of mud. You know what I mean? Yeah. You are just not like, your intentions are very good. Your heart is in the right place, but you should probably put those intentions elsewhere. Because yeah. this is not, um, that's not the hill for you to die on. It's certainly like that hill is too big for you to die on. 
it's the hill you will die on if you try to die on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you they know. will put you there and they'll they'll dig it for you. Yeah. They'll dig your grave. Um yeah, absolutely not. And yeah, it's the same with like, oh yeah, like you should talk to HR, blah blah. Do not trust HR within an inch of your life. Oh, they dude. are there to protect the interests of the company. They're right. not there for you. And I had a good with our former HR person, I actually had a decent relationship with them. I I was totally fine with it. They were one of the few people from corporate that was actually like, hey, how you doing? Like, talk to me like a person. And even though like they're one of my most like despised positions, I was still like, okay, like, sure. Like I'll talk to you like a person since you're you're showing me respect, I'll show you respect. You know what I mean? It's two-way street. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I always have to tell, especially like your new people, don't, don't trust the managers. Don't trust. They are not, they're not your friends. You can't trust them. They'll act like, you it can, yeah. Oh, certainly. Oh, certainly. We, we have a few of those that'll like, oh yeah, like kind of like act like your friend. And then like the second you tell them anything, like, boom. yeah, it'll, it'll be turned around on you real quick. Real quick. Yeah. yeah. You can't, you can't, you truly, you can't really trust anyone besides like your fellow wellness advisors. And it, that's even to a certain extent. Cause like I, I said, say, they have a few, careful. they have a few of them drinking the Kool-Aid pretty hard. And I, I don't know what's going on with them, but yeah, I, I had a one, one person that was just like, yeah, no, they're, they're blind. They're just willingly ignorant to the dumpster fire that we work in. And I get it. If that's what gets you through the day, fine. But when other coworkers are being more vocal about them, you can't shut them down. You simply right. can't. You simply can't. If you're going to be ignorant, be just that. Be ignorant, zip it, zip the lip. You're either with us or you can zip it. Like yeah. that's that's kind of your options. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, hey, any, any I, bases yeah. we didn't cover this in our conversation? No, I I, I feel like, oh my God, I've, I've taken up so much of your time. Um, Dude, no, I feel like we we like truly covered all of it. Like I um and like I said, Ethan, like so much more articulate than I where I I'm very you notice I am very quick to get into feelings, mainly because I just am so passionate about this. And like I like yeah. even though I say I hate my job every day, like I do love it. Like I do really love it. Even though I really hate it, but I it's just a an abusive relationship i am in with sunny side it's really giving me a lot of the past um feelings i had with like boyfriends that uh like you know just like verbally abusive boyfriends and things like that it's it's very much that kind where you're like Stockholm yeah you feel trapped syndrome. yeah exactly where it's just like yeah you you're you're kind of trapped so make the best of what you <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah that's pretty that's pretty much all from me Thank you. And again, thank you so much for letting us, you know, we've just been screaming into the void, i.e. the union for so long that I, I'm glad that someone wanted to listen to us. Yeah. I mean, I hope it helps. Uh, yeah. You know, because we have uh, mentioned, we've even mentioned the company, like, what if we go to the media? Like we would, we would love, we would love to go to go to more media outlets and tell them it's just, we don't know what we're doing <laughs> is the thing is we don't, know the ins and outs of what we can and can't say especially to something to that degree so i think that's the main thing holding us back is just we don't know what we're doing like we we uh we just kind of gotta gotta wade those waters and see if uh anyone can give us some expertise so yeah anyone out there you know if you're a employment lawyer anything like that and you uh you want to reach out please feel free (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah Hell yeah. So, um, well, Allison, what do you want to, any last words that you want to leave us with particularly? Um, 
any way our listeners might be able to help? Um, just don't give your money to just Cresco in general. Amen. Like even I not even saying don't don't go to Sunnyside because their reach is so much bigger than that. Just don't buy Cresco products. Like that's all I can say. I I truly don't get Cresco products unless they come to me in samples. Like I I buy Revolution. I buy think I I buy things that I like. Revolution is kind of the only cult in. I'm still pretty ignorant about a lot of the things, but they're kind of the only cultivator that I go to bat for because I get what I pay for with them and it's consistent and it's, you know, um, but yeah, just don't, don't buy their stuff. A, it's not great. And B, they don't treat us great. Yeah. So it's just, oh. but yeah, that's a, that's about it for me. Hell yeah. Well, again, I want to thank you for reaching out. You're the one that started these conversations. Yeah. So, um, I'm about to be speaking to uh, DJ and maybe a few yes. others. So yeah, uh, I think DJ will definitely shed some more light on the accommodation thing. I know I shed a little bit of light on in terms of me feeling safe, but yeah, he, he has, is been in an ongoing battle so much so that we're like lawyers are getting involved. And I, I would love for him to shed more light on that and just to see how, how cruel these people are. That's the best way I can describe it is they're being cruel. Yeah. So folks, if you're still listening right now and that sounds like a conversation you want to check out, stay tuned for it. Allison, I want to thank you uh, for what you're for what you're standing for, you know, despite everything that you've been through. That's how I was raised, man. Just got to you see something wrong, see something, say something, you know, but don't be a snitch. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. All right. Thank you. Yep. Take care, folks. Now we're cooking with Cresco. Take care. Bye. Bye.